Welcome to Socialette, your go-to source for bite-sized lessons in launching and online marketing. I'm your host, Steph Taylor, and I'm a corporate dropout turned launch strategist, helping you launch your digital products simply and successfully so you can reach more people, grow your audience, and become the go-to brand in your space. Want to swipe my signature launch framework? Download my free ebook, The Complete Roadmap for a Killer Launch at stephtaylor.co forward slash roadmap. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. And don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss any of my latest episodes released every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Hey, welcome back to Socialette. This is episode 444. Today, I'm super excited to welcome one of my amazing Launch Magic students who has been through not just one round of Launch Magic, but she's actually been through it twice. And today we're talking a lot about her launch, but also around some of the mindset stuff in her launch, because this is what she specializes in. So today's guest is Dasha Basukova, and she is really all about believing that anyone can create and cultivate the life of their dreams if they believe that they truly deserve it. And She's all about taking a deep dive into self-love through her podcast, her coaching, and her programs. Now, Dasha launched her program through Launch Magic, and her launch didn't actually go as she wanted it to. And this is really such an important conversation that we're having today because we really need to learn how to celebrate the results that we get even if they're not what we wanted, because it's enough of a celebration that we're getting out there and launching. And if they don't go as well as we want it to, that's great because we can go back and we can look at what happened and then we can launch again. We can use what we've learned and we can launch again and launch better. So some of the things that Dasha and I are talking about in today's episode is some of the fears that came up going into the launch, um, some of the learnings that she's had from launching and from the things that didn't go so well in her launch. We're talking about how she celebrated and why it's so important to celebrate your launch. We're also taking a bit of a deep dive into mindset, self-care, worthiness, self-sabotage, all of the things that are so important in our general lives, in our business, and especially in our launches. So I hope you enjoy today's episode as much as I did while I was recording it. Dasha is a true gem. She's been an awesome member in the Launch Magic community. She's one of those people who showed up to like every single call, even though she was in Perth. And the time, I think it was like 4 a.m. or 5 a.m. for her. If you are thinking about joining Launch Magic in the next round, doors open in just two days' time, which is very exciting. They only open twice a year and they'll be open for seven days. So if you are interested in joining, you can find out more and jump on the waitlist now at stephtaylor.co forward slash magic. 
And I'm also running my free masterclasses this week. So Recipe for a Profitable Launch is a brand new live masterclass I've never taught before. I'm teaching the first one on Wednesday and I would love to see you in there. In it, I am sharing the key ingredients, the must-have ingredients for a profitable launch. Now, You can register for that at stephtaylor.co forward slash masterclass. I would love to see you there live and in virtual person. All right, that is enough for me. I am going to dive into today's episode and let Dasha wow you with her magicness. Dasha, I'm so incredibly excited to have you here on Socialette. You were one of the top students in Launch Magic last round, and it's so awesome to have this time to be able to sit down and chat with you. And hopefully our listeners will learn a lot from hearing about your experiences launching and the mindset around your launch and also a little bit of your experience in Launch Magic. So welcome. Thank you. I'm super excited. I'm mega fangirling because I have been listening to Social App for a while. So yay. (laughs) Yay. It's so good to have you here. Well, I'd love to kick off and I'd love to to start with no, or I'd I'd like to find out what inspired you to follow your dreams and start your business in the first place? Yeah. Um, I think it was always in my blood kind of because like what I do is I'm an empowerment coach and I just, I don't know. I think like I've always from a young age, like I started self-development. I accidentally like fell into it at the age of 16. And then I saw like, wow, you can really live differently. There's like a different way to live. And then at that moment I was like, I have to bring this work to Russia and I want to transform the world. And that's kind of how it all started and been playing out ever since. Yeah, I love that. So from when you started that point to actually physically starting your business, what was the process you went through? Yeah, I think there was a lot of trial and error. Like Mm. I was always kind of guided to do different courses. Like I studied psychology And that didn't resonate, like that kind of critical, like tertiary, not critical, but like tertiary kind of like watch, learn, do exam, watch, learn, do exam didn't resonate for me as much because I'm more of like a embodied practical learner, I think, like putting things into action and trying things on and learning through experiences. So then I went to become a yoga teacher and that kind of opened my view and my world into spirituality, which I never realized that yoga was so linked to spirituality Mm. because there's so many aspects to it, I guess. But I studied it in India and that's where it comes from. And there it's like a religion. They don't call it a religion, but it it definitely (laughs) feels that way. Um, yeah so it kind of was like that and then I I started traveling and then I started like learning about people and meeting people from all walks of life and realizing like oh wait the what I'm doing back home is kind of in a box and I want to do more and I want to inspire others to think outside the box as well so I think that was kind of my journey to where I am now yeah and then I mean, I, lo- I love the approach, the trial and error approach. I think that's 
for me, that's definitely been how I've managed to build my business to where it is now is like just trying things, throwing spaghetti against the wall, seeing if they work and taking that action, which is where so many people get stuck. But you were amazing in Launch in launch Magic because you took all of the action and you launched, you got out there. So I'd love to know for our listeners who aren't familiar with you, what exactly did you launch? Yeah. So I launched a three-month journey into self-love and shadow work. And it was all about really self-discovery, I think, finding your purpose or connecting to your purpose, and then getting rid of all the things that are in your way from actually following through and pursuing and trusting that you are worthy of having this thing that you, you think is your desire, your goal, your purpose. Oh, I like that. Let's let's come back to the worthiness part later on because I think that is also a big reason why people or I think that's a big mindset issue that gets in the way with people when they're launching anything in their business is the feeling that they're not worthy of it. So I'd love to I'd love to come back to that in a little bit. But firstly, I'd love to know why did you decide to create and launch your program? Um, So why I decided to create it, um, I think like, again, with me, it's a lot about like trusting my intuition, being at the right place at the right time. And I know it might sound a little woo-woo, but that's definitely what my life has definitely looked like if I look back and see the butterfly effect. But I just felt So I actually had the digital product before I started Launch Magic. I did it in another course and then I came into Launch Magic to, well, I really like I trusted you. I've been following your content for a while. I was really curious. I really loved like your journey and how like your business has been like skyrocketing and evolving and it's just Ever since I like saw that webinar about the podcast, I was like, ooh, like I'm really drawn to Steph. And so I was really excited to do Launch Magic to really, I guess, have structure. That's one thing because I'm so, I'm very creative and I'm, and I can create things so easily, like the courses. I can create like 10 courses in a week, (laughs) but having the structure to then follow through and the consistency, I I felt like I was lacking that structure. Yeah. And I think we, I I think a lot of us people who are quite creative are lacking that structure. It's really, it's really challenging to go from creating something to then having to follow us. It's really challenging to go from creating something to then finding that focus and that action, those action steps to get it out there. Otherwise we end up scattered and all over the place. So I can definitely relate to that. (laughs) I can definitely relate to it. And let me tell you, it, it was a challenge for me as a creative person to put together that structure, but it needed to be done. Um, so this was your first time launching it, right? No, it was my third, actually. Third. Oh, amazing. Good on you for launching more than once. Um, so going into this third launch then, what were some of those fears that came up? Um, well, I guess like in retrospect, the, the thing is like it was a completely new launch. Like it was completely different to the way I did it before. Um, and what did you do before? 
So before it was more, um, it was, I was a lot more like, I was a lot more active and promoting it for a lot longer rather than just the the open cart period in a sense. Mm-hmm. Like people knew it was, that was the thing, it was there. And I would do the, um, what are they called? The challenge kind of strategy where um, I'm more like present around the people and like they're in the group. And so that was kind of the the thing that I did before. Yeah. So then the fears that came up around doing it differently, did you have any big fears that came up? I I actually don't think I had that. I think because I think I'm like a minority, like <laughs> maybe because I've done so much work around fears and pursuing what I want. Um, I, I didn't, I don't think I like the biggest fear maybe about launching was like that no one's going to buy. Um, but apart from that, I was really excited. Like I was excited to learn a new strategy. I was excited to see how that could shift my audience reach. Cause like with the way I launched before, it was like to a warm, like Mm -hmm. organic audience that was like in my friends, friends of friends. And I was kind of wanted to up level and be able to reach like a wider range of audience rather than just my immediate, like Facebook friends and friends of that. Yeah, absolutely. That makes sense. So you mentioned that you've done a lot of work around fear in the past. Do you mind sharing what kind of work you've done? Yeah, of course. I mean, like (laughs) I live and breathe this, so I would (laughs) love to share. And uh, there's, there's so many aspects to fear. I think the, like the biggest lesson, like the biggest thing I can share is you know, like everyone is scared. We're always scared. You're never gonna not be scared. The thing is like, you're just stepping into courage and you're being courageous and you're stepping through that fear. And fear can show up as like procrastination and discomfort and, oh, I have something better to do, or I don't have time for this. And then it's like noticing all those things. And this is like a really good example for launching, right? And for your listeners, because it's like noticing all these things, but then still choosing to show up and courage and step through that fear, because you're never going to get rid of the fear. Like, and the bigger you play, like the bigger launch you have, the bigger game you play, the more courses, the more like one-on-one clients, like the fear is still going to be there. Every time you expand, you're going to be scared of the next up level. Absolutely. I completely agree. Like, I, it's funny because the first time I launched Launch Magic, I was worried. I was afraid people wouldn't buy it because I'd never launched it before. Then the second time that I launched it, I was afraid that my second launch wouldn't be as big as my first launch. And now the third time that I'm launching it, I'm afraid now that it's not going to be as big as the first two launches. Like that fear is still there. And it's not about being fearless, which is why I always laugh when people are like, oh, Steph, I wish I was as fearless as you. I'm like, I'm not fearless. There's a big difference between fearlessness and courage. There's a huge difference between those two. So I love what you say about stepping into it. Like, and realizing when, realizing when we're step, when, when we're, doing those self-sabotaging behaviors like the procrastination and the finding better things to do 
And knowing that they're coming from fear of failure or fear of success or fear of just being outside of that comfort zone that we're in. So thank you so much for sharing that. I thought that was awesome. Um, so I, I remember you telling me, messaging me on Instagram while you were going through your launch that you had a lot of people registering for your webinar. How did you feel going into your webinar? And was it the first one that you were doing? Had you ever done yeah. it? Yeah. So th- it was my first ever webinar (laughs) yeah and I actually had an incredible response like my goal was and this is funny this is kind of like ties into what we just spoke about like my goal was a hundred and then I had like I got like I was getting really close to a hundred and I'm like oh no I want to like 111 you know and just like (laughs) raising that bar before like reaching the goal and I think like my whole experience in launch magic um, has been like insane. Like I learned so much, even just from observing like my patterns and like the thing that I I move the bar, how I procrastinate, how I do this, how I do that, um, how I set like unreasonable expectations and how I deal with those things. Um, But yeah, it was, I was, I was nervous but I, and I put a lot of effort into it. And because you had these like step-by-step way to do it, at first it felt like, oh my God, there's so much. But when I started to really go through it all, it was, yeah, it was really easy to follow. And then I was getting really excited. And then when I was actually doing the webinar, I was like, so in my essence and I loved it. Oh, I love that. So you say you felt nervous. I'd love to know, like, what does somebody who is a mindset expert do to deal with the nervousness because somebody like me, I'm like, I, I I sit there like, I'm so nervous. I'm so nervous. I'm so nervous, which is totally not the best thing to do for nerves. <laughs> so I'd love yeah. to know how you dealt with those nerves going into the webinar. Yeah. And like that was the, the second part with the fear and the nervousness, what I wanted to talk about, because it's like easy said than done, you know, like <laughs> feel the fear and step through yes. it. <laughs> But the other part is, and this is like really my work, so this is like what I think is the best thing to do, Um, super biased opinion, but I think a really big part of it all is self-love and really growing that self-worth and self-love and self-compassion and self-acceptance that you can be in this space like I'm nervous and still be able to like operate in the world of kind of duality and still be able to hold yourself and be like, that's okay. I'm nervous. And that's, I'm just nervous. Cool. Like, what am I doing next? And then also from the aspect of I'm nervous, I think I'm going to fuck this up. Oh my God. I just fucked. Oh, sorry. I don't know if you can say. Um, I'll edit it out. (laughs) (laughs) F this up. Um, And then after, like, you know that you will still hold yourself no matter what, the result is no matter what, um, like what happens, it's like then I feel personally that I can do anything because I know that no matter what I do, I'm still going to love myself. And this wasn't always the case, right? Like I used mm-hmm. to really beat myself up about everything. But now after doing all this work, it's like, wow, it's so much easier to live my life when I know that I got my back. Mm-hmm. And I love what you said about duality as well. Like, what if we thought, oh, I'm nervous and I'm excited because there's so much 
of the similar stuff that's happening in your brain and in your body when you're feeling nervous compared with when you're feeling excited. Like I think both of them spike your cortisol levels, both of them activate your nervous system. So actually there's not that much of a difference between excitement and nervousness. And a lot of the reason you're probably feeling nervous as well is because you want to do it well. You want to help people. You want to impact people. You want people to enjoy it and you want them to get value out of it, which is awesome. It would actually be worrying if you weren't nervous, right? Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like when you take the emotion, like the name of the emotion out and just look at the sensation, it's the same in your body. Mm, Yeah, exactly. I love that. All right. So from your launch as a whole, Dasha, what do you think have been your biggest learnings from this most recent one? Um, Okay. Well, what jumps out straight away is like, if I put my mind to it, I can do it all. Like the fact, and I think like the biggest like motivation was this, like the competition and the ticking the boxes that really (laughs) motivated me to actually do every step. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's also like, oh, my God, I did it. Like I actually committed. Like I actually did the webinar even though it felt so overwhelming. Like I presented it. I opened my cart. Um, So I think that's like one one of the biggest things was like, wow, like I can't. I can do anything I put my mind to. Mm-hmm. And I love the, that. <laughs> thanks. And I think the other thing was um oh man, there were just so many. Like I can't there was just so many. I feel like every week like there was a new thing that I either learned differently or I learned something about myself. Um well, let's let's go on the flip side then. What what did you learn from mistakes that you might have made in your launch? Because I'm a big fan of learning from our mistakes and I think you probably are as well. So like, I'd love to know, like, is there any mistakes that you made during your launch that you feel like, oh, wow, I couldn't have learned that any other way? Yeah, I think, um, yeah, I think just like without, mm, ah, mistakes yeah I think I think just like launching a new strategy and like I think like the biggest lesson was my expectations and seeing like and like I think like this launch was a really big breakthrough for me around like self-compassion self-understanding and looking like at the the positive and actually the lessons rather than beating myself up and finding like or I did this wrong, I did that wrong because I didn't hit my goal and I could have just been like, oh, I'm the worst, like everything I did was wrong. But instead I was like, no, like what did I do right and what can I do next time that's going to make it even better? And like what didn't work, what didn't resonate for me, what what, like didn't I do enough of? And I think like like the part with the content and really warming up my audience, I feel like, my messaging either like they just it didn't land that it was like leading them up to the the unspoken or like I need to do like more around the messaging did you survey your audience after your launch 
Yeah. And that was, so like, there was like little things like that. Like I surveyed and people responded, which I was like, <laughs> oh my God, like, wow, this is crazy. Like there were like little things like that throughout that I would do. And I'm like, oh my God, people actually like, uh, like respond to me and want to give me information. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? Because I think we go out there sometimes, especially for people with smaller audiences, when you go out there and you're like, you just assume the default is that they're not, that people aren't going to reply. People aren't going to reply to your comments. People aren't going to do your surveys. People aren't going to register for your webinars. And then when they do, it's like this nice surprise. Um, I'd love to know, like in the survey, were there any answers or any, um, any things that came through in the survey that really surprised you that you weren't expecting? Um, I think like, no, because I actually got that. It was a thing that I didn't know. And the, what was the issue was that my course was surprisingly long, which I didn't mm. realize, but for a lot of people, three months is a long time. And the price was like, not, I think <laughs> not like a, oh yeah, a hundred dollars. I'll just pay that. It's kind of like, Ooh, $1,000, that's an investment that I need to think about. And I think that was the window of my open cart was too short for people to warm up to the idea like, oh, wow, this is a big investment. Where am I going to get it? Um, how is the time right? Like knowing the dates, like not giving that, like, cause it was starting straight after the open cart. So I think those are the things that I learned. And that's what I got in the feedback was a lot, a lot about the, the price. And I think, as you say, it's like, it's never about the price. I think it was more like they didn't, yeah, they didn't feel enough like connection, I think, to the mm. course to say yes so last minute. And that really showed me the difference between my previous launches where I did have a lot more time to kind of warm them up to the idea. And also maybe because a lot of those people only came into your world through the webinar, right? So they only really got that short period of time to get to know you. Maybe now the next time you launch, they'll have had a lot longer to get to know you, to build that connection and then buy from you. Because I know certainly with my first two launches of Launch Magic. So my first launch, I think I had 102 students. And then my second launch, I had 50 something students. So it wasn't quite like the total dollar figure wasn't quite 50% because I'd increased the price in between them. But what had happened was all of the people who'd been following me for the last three years they all bought in that first round of launch magic. And then the second round, the second time I launched it, a lot of the people who bought had only started following me in between the first two. So it was a lot, it it took a lot more work to warm them up because yeah, like a course that's over a thousand dollars and in yours, your case, and also in mine, three months is a big time commitment. And for people to make that kind of commitment, they need to be able to trust that it's a commitment worth making So it definitely makes sense that people are going to have that objection, that hesitation. So it'll be really interesting to see now in your next launch, how people react to that different, how people react after they've had the last few months of warming up with you. Yeah, yeah, totally. I also thought that because there was a lot of new faces in the um, webinar. So yeah, I'm really excited to see how it all unfolds. Yeah, absolutely. 
Now, I know you're big on celebrating all of our wins and I'd love to know why Why are you so big on or why, why do you think it's super important for somebody to celebrate their launch, even if it's not quite what they were expecting or they didn't hit their goals? Yeah. Um, well, firstly, it's like it's all about energetics and mindset mm. and it kind of future paces you to know that you're going to celebrate no matter what so it takes away that fear that oh if I don't do as well I'm not I'm still going to be celebrated it's still going to be a pleasant experience compared to oh I'm going to scold myself and I'm going to be so mean to myself and it's going to be so I don't think people realize on the subconscious level that they're actually like a little bit scared of themselves and how they're going to be acting towards themselves and that's like there's many things at play but I think that's one of them and celebration really like shifts your frequency it shifts your vibration it shifts your mindset as well because our beliefs create our reality because the beliefs we hold then influence the actions we take right so if we celebrate everything we also look on the bright side. So there's the higher vibe. You feel better and then you you feel more empowered to try it again because if you're just going to beat yourself up, you're more likely to not really want to take the action. You're more likely to procrastinate. You're more likely to change the, the idea altogether and like focus somewhere else. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I always say like, I love to use the example of if you're afraid of something, you subconsciously manifest that reality that you're afraid of. So like if you think about um, the stereotypical, like if you look at like a stereotypical couple where there's one partner that's like really needy and clingy because they're afraid that the partner's gonna, their other partner's going to leave them. And by being needy and clingy and afraid that the partner's going to leave them, they accidentally manifest their partner leaving them. And so, and that happens the same in a launch, right? If you're afraid of, if you're afraid of your launch failing, that's when you start to procrastinate the things that you need to be doing in your launch. That's when you don't take the actions you need to be doing, and you unconsciously manifest that launch failing because you are so afraid of it. So I totally, I, I, I love that, and I know that you. You mentioned that your mindset played a really big role in your launch. I'd love to know a little bit more about what role you think it played. Yeah, and it kind of goes into what we're talking about with the the manifesting and what, as you were sharing that, what came to mind for fellow manifestors um, in your audience is like praying, like worrying is praying for something you don't want. You know, (laughs) we never know what's going to happen, right? So we could just dream and imagine the best possible outcome or we can worry and imagine the worst, but we like don't know. (laughs) I love that. I'm I'm writing that down. As you say, worrying is praying for something you don't want. Oh, I'm going to use that one. (laughs) (laughs) But that's the thing, right? It's like, and that's, I think that's where mindset comes in. It's like, would you rather sit there for three months worrying about how bad your launch is going to be, like how no one's going to buy all the stuff, how you're going to make a mistake in your webinar, how the sales page won't look good, blah, 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 blah. 
Or do you rather like really enjoy those three months and be like, oh my God, everything is great. I'm doing such a good job. Oh, well, like I didn't do this on time, but I still did it. So I celebrate that I did it and this feels uncomfortable, but I'm still doing it. Oh, it's not as perfect as I want it to be. And I love the the thing you say that it's better done than perfect because like mm-hmm. perfection is something that's in, like un, unattainable goal that we actually give ourselves so we don't have to do the thing. <laughs> so we have yeah. this excuse. Or so that it protects us from the fear that it's not going to be good enough because we're yeah. so, we're, if we're waiting for it to be perfect, we never get it out there. So we never actually have to open us up ourselves up to that judgment of somebody else that might say it's not good enough, even though like pro, I'd say 99.9% of the time it's better than good enough. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now I also know you're a big fan of journaling like I am. And I'd love to know like in your launch, where did you fit the journaling in? Was it something that you do daily? Is it something that you do whenever the worries and the fears creep in? Where does it fit in in the overall launch for you? Yeah. So journaling is a huge part of mindset because it really I think it allows you because there's like the the kind of logical explanation and there's like the spiritual explanation and like the logical is it allows you to really process your thoughts and write things down and then like the spiritual woo-woo it's like you're actually tapping into your subconscious and you're able to like work on the energetics and shift that in that way And for me, like there's a question that I have on my mirror that I just ask myself and like there's parts to journaling, right? So you can like write things down or you can just have these questions that you kind of ponder on or speak about. And I have a question that um, I have on my mirror that's like, how would you behave if you knew that everything was going to work out? (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty powerful. And whenever I get in a a thing where I'm worried I'm like okay how would I behave if I knew it would work out because it always does and then I just act as if it would and it most likely does and like my life is I think if people follow me they're like wow she's just so happy all the time so high like this can't be right and the thing is like but I live my life like I don't believe in failure I I live my life as you either win or you learn, right? Mm. So when you change your mindset to that, you then, and the thing is we can only um, process so many bits of information a day. So you're either going to spend time processing the negative and attracting the negative because there's a part of your brain that actually looks for validation for whatever you believe. Or you can spend that time allowing the bits of information to be processed around joy and happiness and positivity. And then that part of your brain is going to look for evidence that validates that belief. And my beliefs could seem a little bit like delusional, I think, because mine are very polar. But also my life is really, it like I have confirmation that that's real and I still have the bad things, but I don't really dwell on that I'm like oh what's the lesson in this cool thank you moving on Um, I think that's so important as well to honor the the quote-unquote bad things I mean I I, again it's like we don't really need to label things as good or bad they just are but I think yeah like it's so important to honor those things that we 
don't particularly want to happen, the failures and the the sad moments, the grief, and honor those rather than just being like, nope, this didn't happen and pretending it didn't happen. But yeah. at the same time, also really appreciating the good things that happen. Um, your mindset is incredible. Like you have such amazing energy and it's so, it, it's very contagious. I hope our listeners can, can feel the energy as well. I'm sure they'll be able to. <laughs> now I want to, I want to circle back to what we talked about a little bit at earlier on in the interview around worthiness and how people sometimes don't feel like they are worthy of what they really want. Now I can imagine in a launching scenario, this would play out because somebody feels like they want the $100,000 launch, but they don't believe that they are worthy of the $100,000 launch. I'd love to know your thoughts around this. Like, how, what does this show up like? And how, how does this stop people from living their life, the lives that they dream of and achieving the things they want to achieve? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just want to circle back to the thing we just talked about. I just want to yeah. leave the audience with one more thing because absolutely. I think so important what you spoke about like it's so important to feel all the feels and that's like the priority so Mm. I just wanted to emphasize like if you didn't get the result you wanted and you're upset like allow yourself to be freaking upset if something didn't go the way you wanted like allow that and then the journal prompt for that would be like okay so now what did go right and then Mm. highlight like 10 things that did go right after you've had your emotional release, because I think, and thanks for really speaking to that, because that's sometimes I forget because I'm so in this world of like, it's okay to feel emotion, but let's look there. But it's like, I forget that in our society, emotion is so, it's just so shamed and just made Mm. so wrong and there's no space for it. And the more you ignore it, it actually then turns into like chronic diseases and other mental like depression and anxiety because you're not allowing yourself to fully um, process the stress cycle that's happening in your body because it's like, yeah, you've put your heart and soul into this launch that didn't go as you wanted. Yeah, like you feel horrible. Like allow yourself to cry and feel bad and do whatever you need, dance, shake, move, and then look on the bright side because there's always the bright side. Yeah, I love that. That's awesome. Yeah, thank you so much for covering that. All right, so worthiness. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to say that. Yeah. No, absolutely. I totally understand that. Um, and that was a great note to wrap that little bit up on. But the so around worthiness and how people often don't feel worthy of the things that they really dream of in their life. Like if somebody dreams of having this hundred thousand dollar launch and they're like, yeah, of course I want a hundred a one hundred thousand dollar launch, but then subconsciously they don't think that they're worthy of the hundred thousand dollar launch, they aren't going to achieve that because they're going to self-sabotage it. Um and I can imagine this happens in all sorts of other areas of somebody's life. So I'd love to know like your thoughts around worthiness. Like why do we feel and I imagine it's society as a whole. Like we generally have this feeling of we're unworthy of everything. So like, where does it come from and how does it show up in our lives? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's deep. I think it's like the worker bee mentality, like putting yourself last, doing everything Mm. for others. And then it's like, when you actually want something for yourself, you feel guilty to take action towards what you really want and then the next layer and this is how it shows up 
as judgment and shaming, not just of yourself, but of people that have the thing you secretly want. Because sometimes Mm. it's secret and you're like, oh, how dare they charge that much? Oh, how dare like they do this or buy that? Or like, what are they spending their money on this? And I'm like really talking about the money because if we're talking about launching, the big thing is around money and being worthy and also digital products, right? Like you actually make a lot of money for like not that much of time invested because it's like you're you're able to just do the one hour to lots of people. So it's like dealing with the mindset around that and being worthy. This this question, (laughs) there's just so, it's so, so many layers to it because, and I think, like the way to look at your worthiness is to, yeah, see like where are you projecting, like where are you judging, shaming others because that's like a direct reflection to what you think you can have. Mm, That's cool. And, yeah, like I definitely noticed a lot of worthiness issues coming up when my business started taking off because of the whole digital product thing where, yeah, I wasn't putting in, even though I'd already done the work, I'd done the hard work. My brain almost forgot about the work that I'd put in. And it was like, oh, you're making money, but you're not working for it. You're not worthy of the money that you're making. Never mind the fact that I'd had to like overcome all these failures, put all the effort in, grow my audience, like do all of the work before it all happened. But my brain was just like, no, you're not worthy of this. And then I noticed myself starting to self-sabotage myself because I didn't feel like I was worthy of the money that I was making. So yeah, it's really interesting hearing somebody else saying it. I'm like, oh yeah, this makes sense. Awesome. Dasha. Self-sabotage is huge. It is huge. Dasha, do you have any final thoughts or any final wisdom bombs for our listeners today? Yeah, I think like coming back to like the worthiness and it kind of wraps everything up, like following your dreams and having what you want. It's like so important to, yeah, do the mindset work, do the self-love, self-worth work because if you might, you can have huge goals. A lot of people don't even allow themselves to dream their goals, mm. to dream big, to step outside of this comfort bubble. And for those that do, it's still like you have these big dreams or you don't allow yourself to even have them. And then your self-worth is not in alignment with those dreams. So then you just constantly self-sabotage and you never get there. It's like you do all these things, but you if you don't think you're worthy of it, like you're either not going to get it or you will and then you'll lose it. Because that's, mm. <laughs> that's the irony and the sadness of this. But it's like first thing is awareness. So notice like, ooh, have, am I judging, projecting, self-sabotaging? Cool. All I have to do is now do the self-love, self-worth work, do my like shadow work, accept every part of me, and then I can have whatever I want. I love that. That was amazing. So <laughs> what's next for you? Yeah, so I'm actually, oh man, there's so much going on. Oh, so I have, <laughs> I have, I have, um, yeah, I have some more spots for one-on-ones available because I'm really diving into like that deeper, deeper work and working mm. with people one-on-one, uncovering those limiting things that are stopping them from living their life fully, from going after what they want. Um, 
And then I think I'm going to relaunch again. So Yay. Oh, I love to hear that. Amazing, Dasha. Where can our listeners find out more about you, connect with you, all of the things? Yeah. So the best, I guess, is Instagram and it's I am Dasha Basakova. We'll link to that in the show notes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, very long name. On my website, www.dashabasakova.com. I always have lots of freebies. And also, if you are a listener from Socialette and you listen to this, um, if you send me a DM on my Instagram, I'll send you a special freebie just for you around launching and mindset. Yay. Thank you so much for that, Dasha. You are amazing. You have been a wonderful guest and I'm sure our listeners have absolutely loved this episode. So thank you. Mm, Thank you. It was such an honor to be here. So grateful. Thank you, Dasha, for being such a wonderful guest. Now, remember, if you are thinking of joining Launch Magic this round, doors open in just two days time on the 17th of November. They'll be open for a week. So if you're interested, head to stephtaylor.co forward slash magic to learn more and to join us. And if you are listening to this before the 18th of November, you will be able to head to stephtaylor.co forward slash masterclass to join me in my brand new free live training. So that one is called Recipe for a Profitable Launch. And I'm going to be sharing the must-have ingredients for a successful launch. All right. I hope to see you there live and in virtual person. That is it for today's episode. Catch you next time.